Hi, everyone. Welcome to Entrepreneurship by Design with Dr. C. I'm your host, Dr. Caroline, and thank you so much for joining us today. Entrepreneurship looks different for everyone. How and why we start our business, challenges that occur, pivots we have to make, success we achieve, all while life is happening. That's why I love sharing these inspiring entrepreneurs with you and shed light that there is enough room for everyone to succeed and thrive, even if you're in the same industry. I'm so glad you're here with us today because we have such an amazing guest with us, Casey. Casey is a certified holistic nutritionist and life coach. After almost a decade of struggling with eating disorders and body image issues, she knew there must be a better way to approach health. This is what propelled her back to study nutrition. Casey works with women who are ready to stop the yo-yo struggle and finally make peace with food and their bodies. She helps women to learn to eat in a way that promotes overall health as well as weight loss. She now coaches women all over the world on how they can truly feel their best from the inside out and stress less about food so they can live the lives they want to the fullest. Thank you so much for being here today, Casey. It is such a pleasure to have you, and I would love for you to dive into your journey, how you got here today, and then we can go a little bit deeper. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me here. What a pleasure. (laughs) So my name is Casey, and I am a certified holistic nutritionist and actually life coach as well. I came from a long journey of honestly eating issues with food. So growing up, I was very active, didn't think much about food. And eventually though, went away on a trip to Ecuador where I noticed that the other girls were not finishing their plates. And this was me going into my junior year of high school. So that summer, and I started to question, "Hmm, should I not be finishing the food on my plate? So I started to restrict and it didn't even come out of like hatred for my body or anything like that. It really came from a sense of control. And I then came back and people started making comments on my body, noticing certain things, and it continued to fuel me to want to further control. And it got to an extremely unhealthy place. And I continued down this road for many years. And eventually it really I had a toll on my overall health, my mental health, my hormones. And I started to get like these crazy cravings and think I was crazy. Like, why can't I just diet? Why can't I just not eat a lot? Like I did before. And I started to get so angry with myself. And this is when the dieting cycle really perpetuated. I would be like, oh, I need a diet. I need to count all my calories. And then I would overeat and I would feel so out of control and at war with my body. And so what eventually I realized was I needed to make amends of the fact that it's okay to want to focus on health, but I also needed to make peace with food. And so what I ended up doing was learning about intuitive eating, but then also when I learned about intuitive eating, I felt like there wasn't enough emphasis though on my nutrition and optimal nutrition for health. And so I want to learn more about that as well. So once I started to create a better relationship with food and with myself, I then put on the emphasis on nutrition and how they could go hand in hand. How could I learn about nutrition in a way to fuel myself instead of punish myself? How could I be able to create meals and snacks that made me feel satisfied? So I didn't have to think about food or stress about food all the time. And I went back to get my nutrition certifications and teach women how they can get out of the dieting cycle, how they can be able to focus holistically on their health, how our mindset is so connected with what we're eating and how they can be able to 
get away from the tracking, get away from the diet plans and create sustainable habits that make them both feel and look their best. Mm, I love it. And I love that you use your story and your experience to really give back to others, to help them have more a better relationship with food and their bodies, because I think, especially growing up when you're exposed to like, at least my time, I might be dating myself a little bit, but with like magazines and like MTV and TRL and like bodies and this and that. And like I was mentioning before we started, I grew up in the cheerleading gymnastics world. So there was a real emphasis on your body type, especially being a flyer. So there was like a weight aspect and all those things that I internalized. But Mm -hmm. I think so many people do struggle with it and being able to realize how we can just have a healthy relationship with food and our bodies and really dive into instead of restricting or counting calories or anything like that, but really how it makes us feel. And I love that that's what your focal point is because it it does change the relationship. And I would love for you to share maybe some key insights or strategies that you've helped women make peace with food and their bodies. Yeah. So big thing is that people think that they have just a food problem, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I just nutrition. If I just knew more about that. But what I see is actually a lot of women are inundating themselves with all this information, whether it's on Instagram or TikTok or podcasts and listening more and more and more and really overwhelming their mind and their nervous system with stressing about more and more that they need to do. And so what we really need to do is peel back the layers and really get to not just the what you're eating, but the how and the why. Because at the end of the day, we know that having a pint of ice cream at the end of the night isn't great for us. So me telling you the chemical components of sugar and how that can impact your brain isn't the reason why you're like, oh, I didn't know. Like, I didn't know that sugar has can have a negative effect on me, right? Like these days we're, we're, we're able to be much more educated. The problem is, is that you don't have proper coping mechanisms. You don't create the proper boundaries. You don't have the right mindset tools. You aren't emotionally prepared to deal with your problems or you're too scared to feel your problems or you feel your emotions. So you turn to food. And so we do need to, so what I help women do is first of all, understand how to create meals that make them feel satisfied. So balance their blood sugar, balance their hormones. They can go on from these meals for hours, feeling satisfied. First of all, that's important. If you understand and feel confident about nutrition, can build a balanced plate without having to count calories, you therefore can instill confidence in your nutrition and in your lifestyle. But then from there, we need to work on the mental component, the mindset component, And that stuff is kind of sticky and trickier stuff a lot of the time. That stuff you can't just get from a infographic on IG, right? Like we need to dive deeper and it's not a lot of times people avoid it because it's not, it's not the most comfortable, right? But it is the most imperative thing to do in order to really change your health and life around. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more because I do think it's not about the calories. It's what makes us feel good and is going to fuel us throughout the day. Because a lot of times when you compare calories, it doesn't even really suffice of what really is true and what is going in your body versus out of your body. But how do you approach that balance between promoting overall health and weight loss with your coaching practice and your clients? Yeah. So most of the women who come to me want to lose weight, but they know that when they come to me, it's a health first approach. And then from there, weight loss comes. Mm-hmm. So instead of what all of diet culture is about, which is like losing weight and like, let's do this to lose weight. We focus on how we can eat so that we feel more energized so mm-hmm. that we get better sleep so that like we can get blood sugar balance or hormone regulation, how we can focus on all these other things and be able to use other indicators of feeling better. And then 
we can get these small wins that accumulate to more and eventually can lead to weight loss. But if we're just focused on weight loss, as we know, weight fluctuates. And most of us, what we really want to lose is fat and we want to retain muscle. So it's kind of a misnomer, honestly, in, mm-hmm. in the first place. And then it's just not super motivating. However, I have so like literally countless clients that we don't focus on weight and then they get comments from other people and they decide, "Hmm, maybe I'll weigh myself and they've lost weight. This happens really time and time again. But when we put the stress off of it, it helps us to achieve it. Like think about how many times when, whether it was in school and you were so stressed about this one thing, right? And like putting the stress on it, like exacerbates all these emotions. And we know with actually exacerbated emotions, a lot of us are emotionally eating, right? So instead of putting so much of the emphasis on that, we want to focus on holistically. And this is going to make us feel better in our journey. When we feel better in our journey, it's more and more likely that we're going to see results. Absolutely. And, you know, I love that you touched on too, it's the emotional aspect. It's not just about the food. And you mentioned this earlier too, the control factor. If we're able to really be in tune with our emotions and be in tune with what makes us feel good, which what doesn't, and being able to balance that overall, that makes such a difference because I know even like my dissertation was all about the mind-body connection through mindful eating and understanding how food affects us in a way where it's healthy. It's just understanding, okay, eating a pint of ice cream versus eating like a bowl of fresh fruit, like what that does to our body, how it makes us feel. Mm -hmm. And I think that's such a beautiful thing that you really do focus on the emotional aspect and overall wellness versus weight loss, because that's just a result of the work you're doing. It's Mm -hmm. not intentionally, okay, we're going to lose weight, but yes, it's more of the, the things that aren't as obvious. And I think that's the important aspect too. When it comes yeah, to health, when we just equate our worth on the scale. It is, as I said, it can fluctuate. Things can happen yeah. and whatnot. And so it can get very discouraging. And mm-hmm. again, there's nothing wrong with wanting to lose weight. As yeah. I said before, most women who come to me want to lose weight, but that can't be our primary goal. We have to have a greater and deeper why. And it's going to help you to not just achieve, but maintain um, that goal and that physique. Absolutely. And what are some of the challenges that women do face when they come to work with you when they're struggling with a relationship with food? How do you help them overcome these challenges? A lot of the women who I come to are perfectionists. So they get to all or nothing mentality, right? Like we, and as a result, it's like you're on the diet or off. So we need to be able to be comfortable with the gray. That gray area is very uncomfortable, especially as women. A lot of the women who come to me are type A, are like self-proclaimed type A, perfectionists, overachievers, all these things that will praise otherwise, right? Like let's mm-hmm. praise, let's like, let's do for doing the most. And that puts so much stress on your body, which when you have stress that is going to negatively affect your health. And even if you eat quote, the cleanest diet, you're going to have digestive problems. If you're constantly stressed, that's going to affect your nutrient absorption, which is going to lead to less than optimal health. Again, even if you're eating the quote and very much in quotes, perfect diet, Um, so I see a lot of that and a lot of women who are just not being able to prioritize their, their health. I just got off a call with a woman who was just a discovery call and she's, we're now going to start working together. She's in flight school. And she's like, I haven't been able to prioritize my health. I have women like her and also lots of mothers who they put everyone before themselves. And then they start to realize, Hmm. Once I actually put a little bit of self-care, I'm better for myself. I feel better. And my kids are a lot happier. My partner is a lot happier, right? And so I see a lot of women who are just really overwhelmed and stressed with wellness. They see all this information. They're very intelligent, but they just feel 
as I said, stressed and overwhelmed, they're starting to recognize more like, hmm, I don't get a regular period. Like this might be a sign of a hormone imbalance or hmm, I haven't been losing weight for years or it's been going up and down. I deal, I work with a lot of women who've been yo-yoing again, personal experience, very much understand that. And so these women are like, honestly ready to cut out the BS and they realize that, okay, I can't be dieting for the rest of my life. I'm over counting calories I'm over counting macros, but I still care about my health. And I'd like to maybe lose some weight also. So how can I be able to feel better in my body and do it in a way that I can maintain? Because as I said, they're just over and they don't have the time for the other crap anymore. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And I I love what you said too. It's maintaining and sustaining, right? It's being able to knowing you can't diet for the rest of your life. Yes, you can, but it's going to make you miserable at the end of the day. But being able to really focus on the nourishing of our overall well-being can set you light years ahead of just focusing on the self-care because I do think so many people prioritize everybody else but themselves, women in particular, some men, but mostly from my experience, it's been women. And that's been my tagline, put yourself at the top of the priority list because you're exactly right. And I'm sure your clients can attest to this too, of just when they start taking care of themselves, everybody around them becomes better too, because that Mm -hmm. energy is contagious. (laughs) Yep, exactly, exactly. And we have been told, especially as women, that putting ourselves first is selfish and this and that. And it's just going to be further from the truth. And it ends up really helping other people like way more than you realize. So uh, it ends up being actually more selfless, (laughs) but it can sometimes take guidance from someone else to realize that about yourself. I believe it. We all have blind spots. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And in what ways do you help women? I know you mentioned like with the stressing less about food, but what ways do you help women stress less about food and they're living their lives to the fullest? First of all, providing a framework in which they can understand nutrition for their body. So there's so much mixed messaging and a lot of people are stressed because they're like over-consuming information and not necessarily from trusted sources. So first of all, be like, and also not every body is the same. So different people should be eating different things, supplementing different things. I mean, I'm all about food first, but obviously some targeted supplementation. So once you're able to have the confidence of working with someone who knows you and knows your body, and then you start to feel better, that helps to instill again, like less stress as you're able to be eating the right things. There's also certain foods that you may be eating, maybe causing more stress the way that you're eating food. So working on actual nutrition, also working on mindset practices, whether that's certain breathing exercise, mindfulness, you know, meditation, but I'm not telling all my clients to meditate because not all of them, that's like what's going to work for them. But how can we be able to maybe it's create certain boundaries at home with your kids or with your partner or with work? How can we be able to make sure you're incorporating fun in your life? Like, are you making any plans with anyone? Like, how are you getting your stress relief? So it's really holistic and very highly individualized how I work, especially with my private clients. I believe it. And everybody is different. Everybody is different chemistry wise and everything. And I know you have so many success stories, but I would love to hear one transformational story that you like to share today with us. Yeah. So, um, yeah, fortunately I work with such amazing women and have seen so many amazing transformations. And one woman I can think of, um, as you say, that comes to mind is a woman, this is kind of like in the vein of what we were talking about yeah. a mom who like overly stressed, overly taxed, honestly had a lot of childhood trauma, a lot of things going on with family. She'd been to therapy for years and therapy had helped her, but she still felt like this constant yo-yo cycle with food. She would go out to eat and overindulge. She'd feel like crap about herself. She was had all this negative self-talk. 
She, her relationship with her husband was therefore really on the fritz because she was always feeling icky about herself. She didn't want to go out. She was only wearing loose clothes and she sometimes just didn't want to get out of bed. She had, she was battling depression and with work together, you know, we were able to have her feel so much better, feel so much more energized, what she was eating, give her more confidence. She started going to the gym for the first time in years. Weight honestly started to fall off without me ever talking about weight. And she, the what was crazy is I remember her messaging me that she went to Target to buy some clothes and she just was with her kids. So she went to go grab some in her normal size and think like she wasn't thinking negatively about it. She also was neutral. She used to go and grab that size and think, oh, I'm too big. But then she got it, whatever, checked out. She went home. None of it fit her. She had to go back and exchange for a smaller size because again, her focus wasn't on, I need to be smaller. Her focus was one thing she said is I can now throw my kid in the air and have fun with him and play with him. I have the energy to do so. She had so much of a greater and deeper why Mm -hmm. and like was able to, I remember another thing like her, she was going on vacation and normally when they go go on vacation. She always just wants to sit and chill, which is okay. But she was like, we were with a really active couple and I wanted a hike and I went on hikes and it was really fun. So it just is goes to show how our mindset and our nutrition can be so intertwined. And when we feel bad about ourselves, what else are we going to do, but then to continue to eat stuff that's going to continue to make us feel bad. If we label all of our food as bad, then like we in turn think that we are a bad person for eating that. And that perpetuates the cycle. So being able to instill confidence goes with our nutrition, goes with our mindset, goes with our exercise, goes with overall health. And we so often think that confidence just becomes with attaining a certain size. And it really needs to start with confidence in knowing that what we're doing is good for our body. We get confidence by having more energy, with confidence by really knowing that we have a better understanding of what we are doing. And that cyclically breeds us to be able to be more motivated to work and attain our goals. Mm, I love it. And I love that you were talking really about the self-esteem aspect, because, you know, I think part of it when we are eating, it has to do with a lot of other factors too. It's the emotional aspect, the mindset, when we're overeating, undereating, whatever it may be in that capacity. And I'm so curious, how does the role of self-acceptance and self-love play a part in your coaching process to guiding women to really cultivate those qualities? Yes. Great question. I don't think I've ever been asked this specifically, <laughs> and it is very much a part of what I do. It's actually was part of why I went back to officially get my life coaching certification because mm-hmm. I am, I, that's not how I market myself. Um, but it is definitely a part of it because if you can understand how to better work through struggles that you're happening in life, better understand your own body and emotions that helps you with your relationship with food. So when we have a low self-worth and low self-esteem, we either are constantly looking for others for compliments. So again, like you may be dieting for three weeks and no one's made a compliment and so you have a low self-esteem or self-worth. And so maybe you go into more extreme behaviors or maybe you decide to just give up, right? Like we need to be able to build confidence in ourselves internally because why do you want to lose the weight in the first place? Because you want to feel good in yourself. So how can we get you to start feeling good now? And then gradually the other things can happen. It's not overnight. That's not the point. That's not healthy. And that's not going to be what's sustained or maintained. I want you to be able to live a life where you are able to go out and eat and not have to like secretly look at my fitness pal underneath the table. I want you to 
to be able to go on vacation confident um, and be able to enjoy dessert, but also not have a dessert after every single meal because you're like, it's vacation. I don't get to eat dessert otherwise. Like, no, <laughs> you should be able to have balance in your everyday life so that it doesn't have to get to this all or nothing type of mindset with food, getting back on your diet. It starts again on Monday, right? Like all this verbiage that is so commonplace is so harmful and detrimental for us as adult women and we perpetuate it for the younger generation and so i'm glad that this it's a conversation that's happening more and more but it's still not happening enough yeah i I completely agree with that because we are setting an example for little ones watching us no matter if they're nieces nephews or our own but really recognizing too what we say how we say things how we even look at ourselves in the mirror it really starts with that mindset and having a positive body image and i'm so curious how do you support women in developing that healthy mindset and positive body image in that process yeah so That's why um, I love being able to provide coaching in a smaller container. I never do. I have done group coaching, but it's always either small group. And my main focus is private coaching too. Um, I don't know when this is launching, but very like sneak peek, I'm going to be doing some like partner coaching, like you and your best friend being able to do that and support. So I'm really excited to be able to have like your wellness tribe coaching. But then otherwise I I do, as I said, like just one-on-one and what that allows me to do is be able to really understand you as an individual and understand what your needs are. Because you don't just need another list of affirmations to read. You need to be able to understand how to believe them and how to say them and how to integrate this within your life. And we start small. The point isn't for you to, again, just copy someone else's wellness routine. It's about understanding what's going to work in your day and everyday lifestyle. And one thing I'll say is like as a tidbit for for people who are listening to this, if you're having trouble, like how am I supposed to do an affirmation? How am I supposed to self-love? Talk in the mirror as if you had already achieved the, you are already that person that you want to be. What would you say to her, right? Like what would you say about the way that she treats the people around her, the way that she treats herself? How does she look? How does she feel, right? Like what does she do day to day? Envision that when then you're trying to create the habits that you want to create, say the things in the mirror, the affirmations, like that can be extremely helpful. And sometimes though, this can take baby steps. I'm thinking of someone who was like really not into mindset work. And now she's like, wow, this mindset work is exactly what I needed. This was the most helpful thing because usually the people are most resistant are the people who need it most. But we started with just like one, like what are the little things? She goes, I'm going to choose healthy, healthy options for me today. I honor my body with exercise, like things that were true in the moment, but also still like a bit aspirational can be a good place to start. Mm, I love it. And I think too, it's like those small steps make such a big difference too. And it's like bite sizes, right? Mm-hmm. Keep it on brand, but <laughs> but yeah. being able to understand too, what is true for us, because I used to see that a lot when I was working with clients in the therapy world of just understanding when they were saying affirmations, they'd be like, I don't want to do this. I'm like, okay, well, what makes sense for you? And we would start with like three that really meant like that were true to them, no matter what the day was, a horrible day was still true. And then starting to believe that. And I saw the progress, but I love what you're saying, even in the mirror of just really looking at who you want to be, where you want to be. And I think that just brings that confidence over time. Does it happen overnight? No. Does it happen more? You do it? Yes, absolutely. Like with anything, it starts to become customary because you're, you know, this is okay. This is part of my daily routine. But I love what you said, even with the affirmation about honoring your body when you exercise, just those little things 
do make such a milestone in the process. And it's acknowledging that and celebrating that. And that's what I see and hear and from your energy and just what you're bringing to the table too for your clients and being able to focus in on that. Mm-hmm. And I'm really curious, what advice would you give women who are struggling with their relationship with food and body image that are looking to make those positive changes in their life? Where should they start? Yeah. So, I mean, if you're able to, I would seek help because the longer that you are internalizing this, the more it festers. So whether you can see help and at least talk to someone who like, a trusted person, whether you can seek a professional, mm-hmm. I highly suggest. Um, I would also, um, say that it's important to start small and start slow and to not expect that things are going to change overnight. That's not the point. That's not what our minds are, are created to do. You, it took you years to get to this point. So it can take some time to make those adjustments and make that change. But I want you to know that you're very much not alone. There's so many people struggling internally, but that internal struggle and reaching out, not reaching out for help, isn't making you stronger and you deserve to have your emotions heard. You deserve to be able to talk about how you feel. A lot of times you can be like, Oh, this page is about food. There's so many other people having so many worse problems. And that's just not true. If you aren't able to fully show up as you think about how many people you are hurting, it's not just yourself. If you are not being able to fully show up as you, because you're always preoccupied in your body, you're just about food. You don't have proper energy, right? So Think about that, how selfish it ends up being, right? For you to not figure it out for yourself. That's so true. Well said. And I'm curious because I know you've given a lot of insight, but what has been maybe two or three tips on this entrepreneurial journey that have been really beneficial for you in this process? Yeah. So I would say connection is the number one thing. I don't look at the people who like follow most people, either I get referrals or from Instagram. So I've clients Mm -hmm. truly from all over the world. I'm from the U S I'm sure you can tell. Um, but I would say connection and genuine connection. I really care about every woman who drops into my inbox and sends me a message and asks me your question. I don't see it as like, Oh, it could be someone who works with me. No, I re I really am able to use my platform and feel like I'm able to make an impact with women, just if they watch one of my reels. And that makes me so happy. Also really focusing on connection and genuine connection as as women who want to work with me talking, I know about me the next, and that's cool because I get to like dive in with them, but I truly want to be able to make an impact with women, regardless whether or not they're working with me one-on-one and being able to be that type of genuine person. I think like really did come from a good place, but really has helped my business to grow and it's grown rather quickly. Mm, I love it. And I love just how one post can really make such a difference in the impact we can make by just putting the message out there and the right people receiving it as well. And I know that you've had a lot of success. I'm curious, what have been some of the obstacles in building your business? So I would say I am definitely in that kind of like overachiever category. And so I think that to start out, you know, like not necessarily seeing things growth right away, but then I did see, like, then I did see growth. And then I think the biggest thing about being a service-based entrepreneur is that they're accepting that there's ebbs and flows. (laughs) And when I I came from the corporate world, I used to work in food. I traveled the country to visit different farms and with agriculture. So, but it was was very interesting job. Um, So much more passionate though about what I do now, but that was, you know, I got a steady paycheck. Like things were, I looked to someone else. 
So being like having to really trust myself and look to myself for answers, as well as like embracing the ebbs and flows of business has definitely been the most difficult part, but at the same time is also the most rewarding. Mm, yes, you're right. There's so many ups and downs and roller coasters that you go through, but yeah. it's about the passion that you have for what you're doing. Obviously, you're making a difference before in corporate, but now you can really serve privately to those clients one on one and small groups. And I, I wanted to comment about the best friend, like bringing two people together too and working with them together. I think it just brings even more accountability because you're going to be spending a lot of time with them if they're your best friend or somebody close to you or sister, mom, or whatever it may be. But it really goes back to that connection piece like you were talking about. Mm -hmm. I do think when we are more connected, we know we're not alone in a situation. We know we have that support. And I love that you give that support. And I think with especially service-based businesses too, because it's not something, it's not like a product. It's really about the connection piece. Like you Mm -hmm. are the product in a way, but being able to really serve your community and the women that are really looking for that service. And I'm curious because I know business isn't just service-based. There's a lot behind the scenes that happen. What are some of the tools that you use in order to build your business? Yeah, I would say like Google speed of products is what I use for everything. And I actually spilled coffee all over my computer yesterday. And I'm so thankful for Google drive. I can sign onto my brother's computer. And we saw me, my brother's, my husband's, not my brother's um, computer. So Google suite products, Google hangouts, everything is something that I use. And I find is really user-friendly. Canva is number one for graphics, um, has allowed me to not have to invest in really doing other, like having other people pay for my graphics and then scheduling by far Calendly. I find this the most seamless, easy to integrate. And then from email platforms, I used to be on MailChimp and now I'm on Flowdesk and that Hmm. I find they now have an analytics component that they didn't used to have. Um, and that's been really beneficial. And I've been finding that I, my open rates have been increasing and getting more and more engagement from that as well. Awesome. Those are a lot of good tips, <laughs> a lot of good softwares and tools that you use. The last one I did not hear about. Um, so I'm always learning something new every time. Yeah. I love that. I appreciate you sharing those. And I'm curious, what are your future goals or aspirations for your business and seeing it grow? What does that look like in the future? Yeah. So I am actually pregnant. And so thinking about my job and how I'm able to actually, because of this new journey I've been on, I feel like there's more and more women who are coming to me now trying to conceive because obviously something like I work a lot with hormones. And so I'm really excited to see how my job is able to like develop with what I am going through as well and still rooting it within the same concepts that brought me here in the first place. I'm really excited about being able to provide different types of services to meet different types of women where they are, whether it's the healthier together, um, the healthier together coaching, which is the like friend slash your wellness tribe coaching, continuing to build out my private coaching and to continuing to, to build out other services, particularly to help the busy woman, because that is what I find more and more people are wanting of they're wanting personal connection, but they don't necessarily have like a time, like so, so, so much time. So to meet women where they are, so they can still accomplish their goals. Oh, I love that. And I do think a lot of people struggle with the busyness of life and not knowing where to even start and just being yeah. able to have that. And I love and congratulations if I'm being Thank pregnant. <laughs> um, but also the fact that a lot of people do have a hard time conceiving and how that hormonally might be a factor. Are you currently working with individuals that are pregnant? Are you in yeah. the process? Okay. Yeah, I even actually have I I created a program with my friend who is a pre and postnatal fitness specialist. So it's like nutrition and fitness. 
It's called Bump to Baby. Um, so we have a course on that, which is really great, a self-paced course. Um, but I work with privately also with clients who are pregnant or trying to conceive as well, um, as well as postpartum. So the thing though is that I don't like consider, I'm not like, oh, specifically pre-postnatal nutritionist. I do have education in that. But what I find is still those women are, it's still rooted in like overall health holistic. And so that is always my general focus, but I'm able to now work with women in multiple stages of life. Oh, I love it. I love it. I think it's definitely a growing area because a lot of people I know personally have struggled now they are or whatnot, but I think it's important to have that exposure and know that we can refer. And with all totally. that being said, where can people find you, Casey, your services? We're going to link everything below, but if you could let us know too. Yeah. So I am your case for wellness on all platforms. Instagram is my preferred platform. Definitely um, follow me there or just send me a message. Would love to chat with you. And I think we'll put my like link tree, which has my links for everything. And also I have a little bundle of a top three nutrition tips video, as well as a mindful eating workbook. So I'm going to give that to you guys. I'm going to send uh, Caroline the link so that she can put that there as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Casey, for just sharing your beautiful energy with us and everything you're doing to really help women with their overall wellness and nutrition and really focus in on taking care of themselves from the inside out. I know I appreciate hearing all your insights today, and I'm sure everyone else listening did as well. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was truly a pleasure talking with you. And you had fantastic questions if I do say so. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, I will take that. <laughs> and make sure to like, subscribe, comment below. What was the biggest takeaway from Casey today? I'm sure she would love to see that comment and we'll see you on the next episode.